just cancel all my scriptures back there because I got to teach something else. I had two pages of notes, too. <clears throat> They're pretty impressive. But I'll, I'll teach them next Wednesday. We'll, we will, we will, you'll be here. Thank you. We'll, we'll review and go over the gift of the word of knowledge. Okay? But I got to share this tonight. I, I, was, I was actually preaching this to my wife today. And... Um, Man, just during worship, I just, you know, I, you, you have to learn, you have to, you have to learn, and, you know, in the last 25 years of pastoring, I've learned how to be able to study the Word, but then preach what God once preached. You have to separate that, because, because you can study the Word and get excited about a truth and think you need to share that, but that's not... That most of the time, that's not the best time to share that word because it needs, to, it needs to turn over in you. It needs to be something that's real. When you're studying something that is new and fresh that you're looking at, that's not always the time for it. But as I've been putting, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to share a couple of full messages on this starting Sunday. That's what my plan is. And, uh, but... Um, I want to look at this verse that I shared on Sunday and I need you to put that up for me it's Jeremiah 29 11 in the message Jeremiah 29 11 in the message and uh, I want to look at one word already had it. Wow. So, it says, Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message. We got it? <clears throat> it says this. God says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out plans to take care of you and not abandon you plans to give you the future you hope for not hoped for but the future you hope for read it again God's saying I know what I'm doing I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. The future you hope for. The future you hope for. So, I'm going to say it like this. No hope, no future. If you're not in a hoping position, there's no future. And listen, it's very easy to be in a complaining position, no future. 
Very easy to be in an unbelieving position. There's no future in that. There's no future without hope now. Now, Hebrews 11.1 says, Hebrews 11.1 says, Now, say now. Now, faith is the substance of the thing you're hoping for. It's in action. You're in a hoping position. Faith is the substance of the thing you're hoping for, the evidence of the thing that you don't see yet. That's what faith is. Faith is, is, faith is like the down payment on what you know you have a right for. It's kind of the, it, 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 it's, it's something that you put down to hold something that you know is yours at an at a, at a intended time. When we bought our house, we put down money to hold the house because we knew it was ours. And we had been in a hoping position for that house for a long, for a number, for many years. We lived in a rented house for 19 years, and we had great hope and expectation for that house that we live in now. God showed us that house, and two years later we moved in, but we put money down on that house to hold that because we knew it was ours. And that's what faith is. Faith is the substance, the down payment, on the thing that you are actively hoping and expecting to come to pass. Jeremiah, back to Jeremiah 29, 11 in, in, in the message. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Well, he knows what he's doing, and my trust and faith is in him, then I have no worries. I have no worries. No cares, no fears of something not happening. <clears throat> So look at Romans chapter 5, and I'm just going to break this down. I, I, I really was impressed that you needed to hear this tonight. I really wanted to preach that other message. But God said something else. So <clears throat> verse 1 of Romans 5. We're going to read verse 1 through 5. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope. Not, not rejoicing in what we hoped for in the past, but, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God or in the power of God or the ability of God. We rejoice in what we know that God has already said. Now watch this. As I've been studying this passage of Scripture, I've studied the book of Romans through and through probably hundreds of times. 
And I never, until a while back, I never saw this like this. You may have. I didn't see it this way. But notice, I'm going to read verse 2 again, and then I want you to see verse 3. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we and rejoice in hope of the fact that if God said it, it's going to happen. Right? But watch this. Watch this. And, 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 and try to separate what he just said with what he's fixing to say right here. Okay? Okay? So we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3 and not only that, but we also glory or rejoice in tribulations, knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character what? What? Everybody say hope. And hope, one translation says, hope never disappoints. <laughs> okay, so that's all I'm going to share with you tonight, but I'm, now I'm going to talk to you about these three passages of Scripture, and we're going to put them all together just for the next few minutes. Okay, so bear with me on this. It's very important that you get this, and, and actually, uh, what time is it? I don't want to disrupt the kids' ministry by stopping too quickly, <clears throat> but you, for some reason, you needed to hear this. Probably I needed to preach it, but God is saying to us, to each and every one of us, I know what I'm doing. Think about where you're at today or what you're facing or anything that you're walking through. He said, I know what I'm doing. I've got it all planned out. And my plans are for what? For good. My plans are to be, what, what did I just read in the, in the message? Let me tell me. Not, not abandoned, but what was the first thing he said? Um, yeah. Yeah, to take care of you. I, I, didn't, I didn't trust you. <clears throat> um, to take care of you and not abandon you. Right? And to give you, to give you the life that you hope for. To give you the life that you hope for. What life are you hoping for? What, 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 are you, what, what are you hoping for today? I'm going to define this word hope with the word faith. Because hope is not faith and faith isn't hope or they'd be faith and hope. Right? It'd only be one word. They're different. 
What are you hoping for? Now, one of the real one of the real kickers where this is concerned is that so many times we can be hoping for something in a way that is not the hope of God. Well, you know, I, I, I really hope this is going to happen. That's not hope like this. Well, I, I sure hope so. No. No, that, that, that's, that word in, in the world's eyes would actually be defined as, you know, if it's right. You know, when, when someone's hoping something's going to come to pass, they hope that it's right for them to have. That, man, I, that's got to be right for me, you know? And I sure hope it's right for me. That's not the hope of the Bible. The hope of the Bible is this assurance. He said, I will give you the life that you are hoping for. The life, as we talked about the last few Sundays, the life that you've framed into existence as a result of what you've been declaring from my word. The life that you, that you, down inside of you, that's a part of you. See, because as we've talked about this year, you're a three-part being. You're, you are a spirit. You have a mind, will, and emotions that lives in the body that you're living in. If you weren't in the body right now, you'd be gone. You'd be in the presence of God because absent from the body is in the presence of the Lord because we're a spirit being. This physical body will return to the, to the dust of the earth. But our spirit man and our soul lives forever. And, and the spiritual person that I am, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? What did I just say? Huh? Yeah, I did say that. But where was I going? <clears throat> Come on, help me now. I'm, I'm, oh, I, I got it, I got it. Thank you. That, that's exactly right. The spiritual person that I am, and we talked about it this year, is one with the Holy Spirit. And, and it's the Holy Spirit's information that is what he does. He was created to reveal this to us. And it's that information that creates a biblical hope and a life that he intended you to live even before you were thought about. That's how this thing, this life we live is such a supernatural thing. It, it, it's, it is supernatural. It's not just the, the natural things. We're not, we're not just trying to pull this in and pull that in and, you know, I, I want to do this and I want to do have all this hoping this is right for my life kind of thing. We can know what's right for our life. See? And that's why, that's why in Romans 5 here he says, 
verse 1, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through what? The blood of Jesus. See, that's why you can, this is just a side note, but that's why you can plead the blood of Jesus over your life because we've been justified by faith in the fact that we believe the blood is more powerful than anything that we face. That's why I can plead it and, and release it and, and, and apply it and appropriate the blood to situations that I face and see it work on my behalf. See? So because of that, because of that, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, because we've been saved by grace, right? We've been saved through faith by the grace of God, right? We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory or the manifestation of God. In other words, we rejoice with this hope and expectation, if God said it, then it's so no matter what. And when, when we ministered our, the message, when we talked about being thankful, he said rejoice always, and again I say rejoice. Come before God with a heart of thanksgiving and thanking Him every day no matter what things look like. Not thanking Him for what you face that you don't like, but thanking Him that His Word is true and what you see with your natural eyes is not final authority. It's not over till God says it's over and whatever His Word says is the final authority to settle the questions and the disputes that you face day to day. Amen? So, because we have that hope in what his word says, that, so, so that's implying in these first two verses that we're doing something with the word. Right? Because the life we hope for, if there's no hope, then there's no future. And, and, and so, you know, people, someone can say, I have a future, I'll make my future. Yeah, that's what you'll do, you'll make your future. You will make it. The future is bright for everybody because everybody believes that the future is bright. But if you're not building your future in hope and the expectation of what God is saying to you, what your spirit is gaining from the Holy Spirit and your confidence is, in, is not in God, then you don't know what's out there that could take you out or remove you from what it is that you have. See, if my confidence is in a career, how, how many people in, in, let's just say in, since the year 2000, how many people have lost everything that they worked years for? I mean, we've seen corporate collapse after corporate collapse after corporate collapse. And if you spend a whole lot of time listening to the news media today, they're talking about some of the worst collapses that the world's ever known. So, I didn't say you can't have a career. I said if your faith is in your career, then who's to say that that career could be swept right out from underneath your feet? Everything that you've ever had in life that you stored up for and all those things, that it could be jerked right out from underneath your feet. And you know how you know that? You begin to know that based on what you're talking. See, if you're listening to what other people are saying, what all the economic indicators are saying, and you find yourself talking that stuff, 
then you find yourself in fear that something bad is going to happen. But see, but see, there's no hope in that. And again, I say to you, no hope, no future. You can look like your future's bright, but if there's not hope in God, what he's telling us here, there's no future. Our hope and confidence has to be in God. Now, here's the thing. Every one of us, as we're coming up and building a hope, okay, and that's what, that's what I just, just exploded in my spirit in this verse 3 that I saw. He said, yeah, we rejoice in the fact that, man, thank you, Father, that what you said is true. Yeah, but what are you looking at? What are you facing today? You're facing something that looks contrary to what God says is true. Wealth and riches are in my house and your bank account's in the negative. Things aren't happening, things aren't working. So, oh my gosh, you know? I mean, I, you, you want to have hope in the Word, but what's facing you is huge and it's real. And how many can tell you it's real? How many say it's real, right? What you face is real, especially financially and physically. What you feel in your physical body, things that, that come against you, and what you face in a financial realm... Why do you think that he said, above everything else in 3 John 2, I desire that you prosper and be in health? <laughs> because that's what takes most people down. Hmm? Lack and sickness. Right? So, we have hope in the fact that he, what he says is true is true. Yes, we rejoice in that. But what he's saying right here is, that's not enough. Verse 3, and not only that, okay, but we also glory and rejoice because of tribulation. Is that what he said? In tribulation, not because of it. Oh, thank you, Lord, for running over me. You know? Oh, thank you, Lord, that you made me poor. Thank you that you made me sick, God. Oh, thank you, thank you. No, no, no. No. In the midst of whatever comes, whatever you face, we rejoice in tribulations. Why? Because tribulations, we, we, we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. In other words, you don't quit. How many people have quit? And if they just would open their eyes, they were almost ashore. They were almost to that place. But here's the thing. We all quit. We've all quit. And you know what? If you just don't quit getting back up and keep moving, you win. Because, because see, see, we have a scripture to cover everything. Galatians 6, 9 says, if you don't quit, you win. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Hmm? If you just don't stop getting up, you win. Everybody quits at something. Everybody at least mentally throws in the towel. How many times have you said out of your mouth, that's it, that is. Huh? <laughs> and then... And then you get back up and you say, that's ridiculous. What am I going to quit to? Huh? What am I, I going to throw in the towel and quit to? There's nothing to quit to. Huh? I win. See, 
And, and every time that I'm not persevering, that's where I need to develop greater hope. Because hope brings this expectation that what God promised, he was able to perform it. That's the testimony of Abraham in the New Testament. You look at the testimony of Abraham in the Old Testament, and it took him 25 years of lying and cheating and frustrated and this thing and that thing and, you know, trying to figure it out and work it out and help God out and all this kind of stuff. But you know what? After 25, 24 plus years, he got it. I believe it was earlier than that. He finally got it, probably at about 19 years. And then he had just, he just had to persevere because the timing had to be set up. There's always timing involved. But then the Bible says in Romans chapter 4 from verse 17 to 21, go read it. And he didn't grow, he, he grew strong in faith. He wasn't moved by what he saw. He grew strong in faith, believing that what God promised, he was able to perform. See, we rejoice in that, but that's not enough. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not enough, okay? It's not just that I rejoice and thank God, Pastor, I've done that five times and nothing's happened. Boy, have you endured. No. We got to do the same thing when there's tribulation so that character is developed. And then the next thing that is developed here, he said, and, and character, let's uh, see, tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character. We don't want to be a character. We want to have character developed, right? We don't want to be known as a flighty character that's one way one day and another way the next day. We want to be a person that is developed. And how do you do that? That you rejoice in times of tribulation. You rejoice and thank God in the midst of that that what he's promised is more real than what we see. And that's the hope. Watch this. It produces character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint. Like I said, one translation said, and hope never disappoints. It never disappoints you. You'll never be disappointed. Now, stop for a second and think. Close your eyes and think of a time you've been disappointed. And then say, I choose hope. <laughs> I choose hope. Forget the disappointments. Huh? Disappointments are behind me. Today, any man is in Christ, new creation, old things are passed away, everything is brand new. I don't care what's ever disappointed you, God and your hope in God and your hope and confidence in who God says he is and what God said he will do can become more real to you than what you see that's not happening. And I'm telling you, when it becomes that real on the inside of you, you, just, you can taste it. And that, that taste begins to create a fire on the inside of you that keeps you moving forward and moving forward and continually moving forward. And I'm not stopping and I'm not giving up and I'm not throwing in the towel and I'm not allowing anything to affect my life. I'm not going to allow this to happen because God is greater than anything that I face. And the last part of that verse is, 
And why is all of those four verses true in the, in, in, in the first part of verse 5? Because the love of God has been poured out in my heart by who? The Holy Ghost who was given to me. So the love of God, the Holy Spirit is revealing to me the depth and the height and the width of how much God loves me. Hmm? Son, I love you. But I've, <clears throat> even, even in, in however long I've been in this study, as God bringing this, this hope thing back to me, he's just reminded me. I set it up this way. I can't, I can't produce your future if your hope is not in me. I can't do it. You say, well, God can do anything that he wants to do, but he can't go against his word. And if this is what his word says is true, then he can't go against it. So he will not break his word. He swore to his word, and he will not break it. So it comes back to us, okay? Have we been disappointed? Heck yes. Have we been frustrated? Oh yeah. Have we been, have we had times where we felt like we wanted to quit? A number. Have we whatever and whatever and whatever? Oh yeah. If you've been serving God at all, you felt like those kind of things. But God says to us, my love has been poured out in you and if you'll develop this hope and have faith and confidence that what I said is true is true, then nothing can stop your destiny from being fulfilled and your future being what you want it to be. See, I have to frame my future inside of me by the word. And when I frame my future inside of me by the word, I can see what my future is and that future will come to pass. Man, it'll come to pass. Nothing can stop the future and the desire they have. Not just, not just, you know. I mean, every desire that you have, if, if, you, if you desire inside of you to be a fisherman, okay? Well, that's a natural task, okay? So when I say not just, not just natural fleshly things, okay, but all the things that you desire, yeah, we desire to be fulfilled and those kind of things, but there's things that God wants in our life that he has set up for us. So when I say not just natural hopes and desires that, you know, well, I like what that person does, so I want that too. No, that's not, that's not it. See, you can't develop a hope and an assurance of your future just looking at what other people are doing. It's got to happen from inside of you. That's why your world has to be framed by the word what God has said. Then over time and through times of tribulation and, and despair and frustration are things that you walk through. Not because of those things, but through those things, this hope is established. And God wants you and I living the life that we hope for, that we are hoping for, the life that we have faith and hope and confidence 
is manifesting and coming to pass. Not just something we've dreamed up. Something that has been birthed from the inside of us. Then nobody can steal it from you. Nobody. Nobody. Somebody can leave your life and they can't steal this hope. Somebody can walk away from a relationship and not steal the hope. Somebody can leave, you know, a relationship or whatever, or, or, or even a family member can become frustrated or mad, or a close friend can do something to you, but it can't steal this hope when it's been birthed by God. Because it says it never disappoints. Ever, 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 ever. But there's got to be rejoicing in tribulation so that character is developed, and rejoicing as character is being developed so that there's a hope and allowing that hope to be so established that it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the next person does. I met a guy the other day from Jamaica. Yo, man. Yo, man. He kept saying, yo, man. I said, man, you're in a good mood. He said, hey. He said, I live here in America. And he said, I... I uh, I make three times the money I did if I lived in, in Jamaica. And he said, I, you know, I, you know, it doesn't matter what happens, that nothing is as bad as things have been in the past. He said, it doesn't matter. And he said, so, ah, somebody can be mean to me or ugly. He said, I will with that. Kuna matata. No worries. No cares. Right? But, but you, you won't just do that. You know, and yeah, if you've been in a difficult place and you come to a new place and it's not like it was before, and yeah, there's a sense of that. But that's not all that, that, that that's not all, it's not all what it's made up to be if there's not a hope in God. Because that hope will never disappoint. I just choose to live there. How about you? Amen. So tonight, there is a life that is being developed in you that you are hoping for. And if you, can say, if you say right now, yeah, but Pastor, I'm, I'm not really hoping for anything, then the grace of God has delivered you and positioned you to be able to hope. And my prayer for you tonight is that great hope and expectation is arising in your heart of the things that God has for you. Because if your hope is in God, you can never be disappointed ever, 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 no matter what, you can never be disappointed. But remember, remember, when there's not an ongoing developing of hope, there's no future. Because we sabotage it by letting that be stopped. And the way you continue to develop it is by continuing to frame your world on a day-to-day -day basis.